Bum. Okay. Welcome everyone to today's Haralabanon slash Ovetara Daf Yomi Shior. Today's Shior is on Daf Lamid. Sorry, on Achstamach Vav Amor Bet. We'll be going to the end of the sixth Perek today, Be'ezat Hashem. So, as an introduction to today's class, one needs to know that. One needs to know that there are a lot of different remedies that have basis in many different ways. And uh, a lot of these things in the Gemara, the Gemara will list a bunch of different remedies. And these remedies are taking care of different types of problems that happen to a person. Uh, some say that you could even rely on anything in the Gemara, even nowadays. Others say that it doesn't that since we're not expert at these things we shouldn't do them nowadays because they can cause people to say the Gemara doesn't work but since we're not experts at how to do it uh you shouldn't do them nowadays and then we're going to go into different things that are things that are sure because it is these things have no medical background it's not Torah back it's not medical back and therefore it's just what to do we'll, we'll talk about that when we get there okay Says the Gemara. Where are we, Rabbi? I'm sorry. What Papa? Uh, if I I'm know. not mistaken, where I'm going to be a bean. I'm going to be a bean. The first word on the line is a bean. Ki hada amar no. Amar a bean. Ki hada amar a no, a little before that. I'm uh, being, I see. Okay, I'm gonna be my huna. Okay, the first one is Siman Ka. Tibinin Vichilpa Sakanta. Okay, we mm-hmm. did that last time. I'm gonna be my huna. Okay? Yep. Let's think about that. Last one on this bar, first one is Siman Ka. Amra bin Barhuna Amra Fama Bagyura. Sikhufe Kasa Itpuri Bishapta Shapir Dami. To upturn a hot cup on your belly button is allowed on Shabbat. So it seems like if a person had a problem with um, stomach pain, he would very often take a hot cup a cup that used to have hot water in it, and turn it upside down on the belly button in order to pull out, cause a suction, and pull out a person's uh, stomach pain. That's okay on Shabbat, and it's not a problem on Shabbat to say, oh, if you're doing that, so then you're trying to, if that doesn't work, don't take a thumbs. We're not worried about that. You're allowed to use, you're allowed to put salty oil on you on Shabbat. Seems like salty oil takes away a person's, either a person's um, drunkenness or a person's hangover goes away when you smear your hands, the palms of your hands and feet with oil and salt, either salty oil or some hold oil and salt separately. And we're bringing a story that the rabbis used to do such a thing. Kihada de Ravuna Mibeira, the Rav Mibe Rebi, Chia, when 
Ravuna would come from Rav's house, and Rav would come from Rukhia's house. Rukhia, Rebbe and Rebbe would come from Rebbe's house. When they were drunk, mighty Mishta Umilcha, they would bring oil and salt. The Shaifu Ligyuta, the Du, the Gyuta, the Karayu, the Hari, and they would say, just like this oil is getting thinner because thick when a person has oil that's, that's cold, so the oil is thicker. The warmer it gets, the looser it gets. So as they put it on the person's body, the person's body warmth makes it thinner because it's getting warm. And they say, just like just like this, this um, oil is getting thinner, so too the wine and so-and-so things should become thin and should be thinner and should not make him drunk. And that's how they would send him home not drunk. Now, why would they be drunk at the rabbi's house it's not so clear. Rashi tells us that the Rebbe's used to give wine to the students as they were learning. And in order to send them home, because they were chashubim, it was not considered uh, respectable for them to go home to, if they drank too much, they were drunk. So they would do this shtick to get them undrunk. Now, this business of getting them undrunk uh, it's un- unclear exactly why they give him wine in the first place. So uh, I saw some people claim that maybe from the Madura Basha in the bottom of the article, they want to claim that that's what gets you to understand the depth of the Torah. I, I don't know what that means. Okay, maybe. But either way, they would do that. The Evo, and they couldn't find the oil and salt. Mighty Shia they would bring the seal of a barrel. And soak it in water, and they say, just as the clay is getting thinner, because clay is really dirt, and you put it in water long enough, it ends up getting thinner because of the water. Please let thin the wine that's in the guy, and that thin wine will not cause him to be drunk anymore. You're allowed to strangle someone on Shabbat. Some say that there was a if, when you strangle someone a little bit, that would help a person for certain illnesses. That's according to the Ron Rashi says that there's a they used to play around with a bone in, in the throat. And they called that chenek. That's allowed on Shabbat. That would help for a pain in the throat. Okay. You're allowed to wrap up a baby on Shabbat. It seems like babies needed wrapping. Some people even do this wrapping nowadays, but in the olden days, they used to wrap infants in order to straighten out the bones of the infant. That was permitted on Shabbat. Rapapa matni banim, Rabzvid matni ben. There's a machloket whether Abim Baravuna, when Rapapa would quote them, would he quote them plurally as if he holds up two, two statements about children? Or it's only one statement about children. We're going to explain what that means right now. Rapapa matni banim. Rapapa explained the word as children. and both them matni le ba'abin barhuna. He understands the word as children, and both of them were an abin barhuna because he holds both things. Rezin matni ben kamait matni ba'abin barhuna. 
And the second one is It's okay to wrap a kid on Shabbat. So Rapapa says, so again, the first Rapapa understands Banin, that means that he's understanding that both both laws, meaning the law we said yesterday about wrapping the knots on the kid's arm, and the law we said today about wrapping a baby. Both of those are Rabin Baruchuna. They're both said by him. According to Rabbi Zvid, he understands the word Ben because he understands only the previous one was Abin Baruchuna. But this one, he understands it as Rabba Barchana. And since it's Rabba Barchana, therefore, therefore, he doesn't hold of it. Yes, David. Therefore, he holds Rabba Barchana. He holds only one, so he says the word Ben. Is that clear, guys? As clear as Carl is. What did you say, Carl? Yes, I got it, yes. Okay, good. Amar Abaya, Abaya says, Amri M, my mother told me, call minyana bishma di'ima. We call kitruli bismala. Anytime you mention someone's name in, in a, when, you, when you're trying to cure him, in one of the things that you're doing, always mention the mother's name, not the father's name. So you go, Shalomor ben Yakira, female name, okay? And anything you tie, you always tie in the right hand. And my mother told me, any time they tell you do something a certain number of times, always do it that number of times, no more and no less. And if they don't tell you how many times to do it, so how many times should you do it? Always do it 41 times. Okay? Obviously, what else, right, Harry? Obviously, if they don't tell you what number, it's of course 41. What other number would you pick? We learned. A woman could go out with a pregnancy stone. It seems like some pregnant woman would go out with certain stones that would help them keep their pregnancy and not miscarry. In the name where they used to say, not only with an actual preserving stone, some say they were diamonds, by the way, some say they were rubies, not clear what type of stone keeps the pregnancies. But even a stone that was the counterweight to one of these stones also works to preserve pregnancy, which means the following. If you have a scale like the old time scale, so you put the ruby on one side, and on the other side of the ruby, you put another stone. So if you put the other stone and you weighed it against the other one, now you've made that not only the ruby can preserve the pregnancy, but even the second stone preserves the pregnancy because it was weighed against the ruby or weighed against the, whatever you hold the pregnancy stones. Okay? Now, not only does it work, not only are you allowed to go out with this, if the woman has a history that she once miscarried, but rather, if she's worried she might miscarry, she can walk out with these stones. Not only that, she doesn't even have to be pregnant yet. If she's worried she might get pregnant and miscarry, she's allowed to wear the stone. So the Mepharshim explained, obviously it's not any girl who can walk around with it. 
who's any married girl. What it means is a girl who has a history in the family that they miscarry, she's allowed to walk around with one of these stones because they protect her against miscarriage. Even if she's not pregnant yet, but she might get pregnant. And a girl never knows when she's going to get pregnant, and therefore she can walk around with the stone. Okay. When we said that the counterweight works the same, that's only if it's exact same weight. But if it was off by a little bit and you had to add some other stones with it, then it doesn't do anything. So if it doesn't do anything, you can't carry it around. It only works when they were exactly even weight and they were weighed against the ruby. But if it wasn't weighed against the ruby and it wasn't, or, or it was weighed, but it wasn't exactly even, then it Okay. Abaya. Mishkal de Mishkal Mai. Abaya wants to know, again, so Rabbi Yemar said that the counterweight has to be even. Now, Abaya wants to know, my Mishkal de Mishkal Mai. What if I take that counterweight, which I used against the ruby, and now I get another stone against the counterweight stone? So I had a ruby, I weighed it against stone A. Now the ruby is gone. Stone A works to preserve the pregnancy. You with me, Carl? Yep. Now I take stone A, I, I, and I have another pregnant lady, so I weigh another stone against stone B against stone A, and they even. Could I use stone B now? And con- conversely, can I use stone B and go out with it on Shabbat? Or do we say, no, no, only stone A works. Stone B is not going to work. Says the Gemara, Tiku. We don't know the answer to that question about stone B. We know stone A works. We know the ruby works. We know their mutad. But stone B, we're going to leave as a Tiku. Okay? Mm-hmm. Let's think about it further. Now, once uh, we're talking about what Abaya heard from his mother, let's do some more. I'm an Abaya, I'm an Abaya says, so take it back, that's one people. Yes. I'm an Abaya, I'm an M. My mother said, if you have a one day fever, meaning if you get fever every day and you're trying to get rid of this cycle of fevers, you could do the following thing. Get a white zoos. A white zoos is a zoos that never got never got dirty yet. Okay? A mint coin. And you go to the salt evaporators. Salt evaporators is a ditch that people put next to the sea and they fill it with salt water. Then they close off the canal and they let it dry up and then they collect the salt from there and they sell the salt. That area with the with the seawater in it, by the way, if you go to Elat, you will see them. They have them right there next to the Red Sea in a very hot area. And they get Red Sea salt, which you can buy in America, and they get from the Red Sea. Okay? You go to that place. Again, we're talking, let's not get distracted. We're talking about a guy who gets fever every day. He's trying to break the cycle. He gets a newly minted coin, and he gets his, he go takes it to a salt evaporating place. Will it cool mitkila milcha? And he weighs, thank you, he weighs the zoos against the salt. So he's got the zoos, the zoos and the salt being even. Okay. And he ties it around this thing like a necktie. He ties it around his neck like a necktie with this piece of salt that weighed the opposite of the zoos. He ties it with his necktie with a string made out of hair. Okay? Vinira Baraka with a string made out of hair. 
Vihilot. So that's the trick to get out of the cycle of the fever every day. Vihilot. Let's say you can't go into the salt things or you can't find the newly minted coin. You go to a crossroads. When you see a big ant carrying something, ants have a habit of carrying big things on their shoulders. I don't know if you ever watch them, but if you find an ant carrying something on the road, you take the ant, put it in a copper tube, of course. Now, we list the Abra, close up the tube with lead. And you seal it with 60 different types of seals. Okay? You have to use a lot of different types of seals. After 60, Rashi says. But you have to use a lot of seals to seal it up. Okay? Then, we love her, then shake it up. Will the diary and carry it? Will and say to the ant, Ta'ancha alive to uncha alach. Your burden goes on me, and my burden goes on you. So basically, he tells the ant, You're carrying that thing. I'm carrying fever. I'll give you my fever, and you give me whatever you're carrying. Okay? Now, that is what Abaya claimed. Now, Rav Acha Breder Huna didn't like it. He says it's a very dangerous thing to do. Why? Amalei Rav Acha Breder Huna Rav Ashi Vedilma Inish Ashkecheva Astik Ver Hacking this is a thing. What if this ant that you picked up was picked up by somebody else before and he already did this thing to it and he let it go and now you caught the same ant and you just told the ant that whatever burden the ant has should come on you. And the, the ant now has fever, and you're going to get the ant's fever that he got from the other guy. Right? That's a dangerous thing, right, Herb? So, they rather say the following. Instead of saying, I get your burden, you get mine. Rather say, My burden and your burden are both on you. That's what you tell them. And this way, it's much, much safer in case you get a recycled ant, you'll be under control. I guess Abaya is not Hoshesh for recycling. And Rav Acha is Hoshesh. Now let's say you can't find an ant and you can't find a white zoos or a salt evaporator. What should you do with your daily um, daily fever? Do the following, obviously, go take a small, new vessel made out of pottery, and go to the river, and you talk to the river, and you say the following to the river. Harry, you got me into it. That's why I got one of these things. Nahara, Nahara, river, river. Lend me a vessel of water. for the for the thing the equally that happened to me. And then circle the vessel, the clay one over your head. Seven times. And throw the water behind you into the river. And you see the river, the river, river. Take back the water you gave me. 
because the road that was on me, and one day it came and one day it left. So he's telling the, the river that this problem that I had came one day and left one day. Okay. Now we're getting to our daf. If you have a fever that comes every three days, then you should do the following. Bring seven branches from seven trees. And seven splinters from seven beams. And seven pegs from seven bridges. And seven things of ash from seven ovens. Seven pieces of ash from seven different ovens. Meshiva Ofri, Meshiva Sanri, and seven pieces of dirt from seven door sockets. It seems like the door sockets carry dirt. Meshiva Kufri, Meshiva Arbi, and seven things of tar from seven different ships. They used to put tar over the bottom of the ship in order to make it waterproof. Meshiva Buni, Kamuni, and seven pieces of Kamun. Meshiva Beni, Medikna, the Kalbasaba. And seven hairs from the beard of an old dog. And you tie it by your neck with a strand of hair, and that will get rid of this fever that comes every three days. If you have a burning fever, take a fully metal um, knife. Go to a place where there's a bush. And not the knife on a strand of hair. The first day, you go and you make a little small notch in the tree, in the bush, with the knife. Okay? Yo, right. And you say, and Hashem came to him in the in the in the sneh. The next day you do a little more, you make a little bigger hole, and then say, and you, you mentioned the thing that Moshe said, I'm gonna turn and see what Hashem saw, what Hashem did by the burning bush. The third day, Make it a little more, and you say, and Hashem turned away to see. Now, the turn away is going to mention that you want Hashem to make the fever turn away as well. Why don't you say, don't come any closer? That should also work. And I'd rather change it. The first day he said Hashem came to him. Right? And you say Vayomer Moshe also. So rather the Alam is the third day. That's the final thing. And shouldn't be the other one. The other one should be on the second day. Okay. And when the fever stops, this fever stops on the guys. You bend down and say the following. Bush, bush. 
לאו משום דגבית מכל עיני אשרי הקדוש ברוך הוא שחידי הלך. The reason why Hashem showed himself to Moshe with you is not because you were greater than all the other things. Ela mishum demaychit mikol ene asha asher kutshabrichu shchite alach. Rather, because you're humbler than all the other trees that were on you. Chihechi dechat meeshda lechanani b'shel zaga. Just like the fire that chanani b'shel zaga jumped into, right? They, it held the, held them. And it ran away from them. So too, the fever that's in so and so, he mentioned the guy's name, should run away from him, and therefore it'll take away the fever. And should run away and never come back. Okay. If you have boils on you, you say the following. All these are names of angels. These are the these are the angels that went from the land of Sodom to pure to heal the boils. Okay. Okay. Baz Bazich, Baz Bazich, Masmich Kamun Kamin. These are all names of angels. Enach bich, enach mich. Your color stays the same, your color stays the same. Don't get any more red. Etrich bach, stay where you are. Zarich klut v'kaze, the law parav lo rabia. You should, your, your, your zara, your zera, the zera of these angels, should be like a klut and like a bull that doesn't get any more. Kilot efrev lo tarbeh v'gufeh deploni barponi. You should not increase the boils in so-and-so and so the son of so-and-so. That's a way to get rid of boil. Basically, you just talk and say these words to these angels, and it gets rid of it. If you have blisters, which are not boils, you say the following. Which means the only sword, the slingshot, is ready. Its name is not Yochav, you painful illnesses. What else works? L'sheda, if you want to get rid of a shed, lay ma'achi, say the following. Habit debakik, but debakik habit. You were stopped up, stopped up, you were. Lita tabur, mishmat batit, batema, batina, shmagas, bagas. You'd be cursed, broken, and knocked out, and excommunicated, and mentioned the, name, the names of the angels, batit, batama, batina, shamgas, bagas, and istamite. Okay. Again, these are things we don't really fully understand. Not fully understand, we barely understand them at all, but these are things that should work. Lishta de betakisi, if you have a demon, sheda, in a bathroom, le mahachi, you say the following. Arkarkim da'ari, on the head of a lion, va'usi de guta, and the national of a lioness, ashkechim you find the shed that's called sheda bashika, on a field of karti, of leek, I knocked him down. With the jawbone of a donkey, I hit him. Okay. Now we're back to our Mishnah for a little bit. The Mishnah said that princes are allowed to go out on Shabbat with bells attached to them. And we said in the Mishnah, Lav Davka princes, but really anybody 
who has a bell could go out. The only reason why we're mentioning princes is because princes are the only guys who usually go out with bells. So here's the Gemara. Montana. Who is the rabbi? Who is the rabbi of the Mishnah who holds that anyone could go out with a bell, not just the prince? He must be Reb Shimon. He holds that all the Jews are like princes, and therefore he'll let anyone go out with a bell. Because therefore, since they normally Jews are like princes, and they always wear and they always wear fancy clothes, so they're not going to be so surprised when they wear fancy clothes, and they won't show their they won't show their stuff to anybody. Normally, when a guy wears extra fancy clothes, he feels obligated to show them off. The Jews, Rav Shimon holds Jews always wear fancy clothes, and therefore they won't necessarily show them to anyone. That's according to Rav Oshia. Rav Amar Barig Bikustu. The Mishnah is talking about bells that are woven into your garment. And if they're woven in the garment, then everyone agrees that you can wear them. Even if you don't hold Jews like, like princes, you can always wear them because you're never going to take them off. You're not going to rip it out of your garment to show somebody. If it's sewn in, you're going to leave it there and everything's fine. You with me, Benjamin? Good. Okay, we did that call, and our Mishnah did that call. Beautiful. Okay, brand new Mishnah, the last Mishnah. In Perek Bame Isha, sixth Perek. Let's see the Mishnah. These are different things, whether you're allowed to go out with these things on Shabbat, they're supposed to cure you. Similar to the Gemara we just said. You're allowed to go out with the egg of a grasshopper. I don't know how small these things are. Wow. Egg of a grasshopper. And a fox's tooth. And a nail from a hangman's tree. Okay? Gallows. A nail from the gallows. You're allowed to do it because it heals you. And they say you can't go out with these things on the weekday either. You know why? Because that's like you're following the ways of the Emori. Pasuk says, don't follow in the ways of the Emori. These are superstitious things that the Emori used to do. And therefore, Mayor says, if they work, you can go out with them on Shabbat. Hamim say, you never let them wear them at all, even on a Tuesday. Why not? Because it's following the ways of the Emori. Okay? Let's see the Gemara here. <coughs> Says the Gemara, we're going to explain what these things are supposed to be doing. This locust egg, these fox teeth, what are these things supposed to do anyway? Says the Gemara, these things people hang them because it helps for an earache. If you have an earache and your ear hurts, ear infection, all you need is locust eggs. Okay? And the tooth of a fox is for insomnia. If a guy can't sleep, it helps you sleep. If you have a guy who's always sleeping, you take the tooth of a live fox, which keeps you up. And if you have a guy who's always up, he takes the one, the Metya, he takes a dead fox tooth, 
and that will help you go to sleep. Okay? Clear. Now, what do you learn from Masmerish? Why do people go, take a nail from a gallows? The reason why they have them because it helps you to lower the swelling. Instead of icing it, you can just take a nail from a gallows and it causes the swelling to go down if you twist your ankle. We said you're allowed to do these things because of the fuah. What does it mean? This is what Ramayor says. Abaye and Rabba, the Amrish Abayo. Abaye and Rabba say, call the Aval Shiesh Ben Mishum Nifu'a, and Mimshudah Amori. Anything that really works for Nifu'a is not a problem to the Amori. So if you have something you know is going to cure you, as long as it really works, it's not the Amori, it works, it's fine. That's a Abaye and Rabba. So it sounds like they're poskening like Ramayor, because Ramayor was the one who said it's okay in the Mishnah. You mean if you if you don't know how it helps you, it's not kemuri. But Tanya, but then we learned in the Berita, Elan Shinushin Berotav. If you have a tree that grows a lot of fruit, but it it drops the fruit off the tree before they're ripe, and you don't end up getting the fruit, what do you do? Sokro besikla, you dye it with red dye. And you put rocks on all the branches. Now, I understand why you should put rocks on all the branches. Because that's going to cause the fact that it's holding up these rocks, the heavy load makes it being used more. It's taking out the strength of the tree and that will cause it not to drop its fruit so early. That's a logical thing. But putting red dye on it, that's not a foie thing. And therefore, if, they, if they're allowing you to dye it with pigment, that means if they're allowing you to do things that don't make sense. And I thought you said that if something doesn't make sense, no one lets you do it. Right? We said before, Abai and Rava said, they only let you do things that make sense, not things that don't make sense. And here we see a tree. And we're letting you put red pigment on it. Why isn't that that camori? Harry, you with me? Good. No, that's not why you put the red pigment on it. No. We want the reason why you put the red dye is not for any immorty way. Because when people see a tree with red on it, they're going to pass by, they see it, they say, oh, Hazit Carl, he's not getting his pears. Hazit, let's pray for Carl. When you see red, it's just a sign for everyone to pray for you. And when people pray for you, that's how it's going to work. So it's not any Darkei It's like a sign, please pray for the street. Right? Here's the dining we learned in the Brighta. We know the Mitzorah, who's outside the city, has to call out Tameh Tameh. What's the point of him calling out? I'm Tameh, I'm Tameh. Yes, tell everyone what's wrong with him. And everyone will pray for him. Just like by the Mitzvah, he calls out Tameh, Tameh, so everyone can pray for him. So too, when they have a tree, put red on it, so everyone can pray for your tree. Now, Chazal does an amazing thing. In the older days, you saw a guy, and his business is bad. He puts out a sign, please pray for my business. Nowadays, 
People won't do that. They want you to think the business is great so you can invest in their business. But really, it should be like that. Guy wants to, a guy has, a guy's having trouble. Put up a sign. I need help. Tell him you should pray for me. Guy's having coronavirus trouble. Put up a sign. Do me a favor. Pray, pray to get, pray to get me a good job. It works. The other people praying for you is definitely helpful. Amar Avina, Why do we hang dates dates on a date branch that's letting its its dates off too early? We go like this, Tana. Same thing. On a date tree, on a regular tree, you put red dye. On a date tree, you hang the dates on it. People see the dates hanging from the tree, and they know that they should pray for the tree. A certain a Tana, when we say Tana, it means the Amora who knows the right thoughts, taught some laws about the Emoraim in front of Chiyabar Abim. Amalei Tzuchimim told him, Kulu itbum shudelchem, what are you levar b'hai? He told him, when you learn these brightot, don't say they're allowed. You should say that they're all asur, because they can't read except for the following two. Which two are okay? Mishish lo'etzim b'grono. A guy who has a bone in his throat, meviv me'oto amin, bring a bone of the same type, umeniach le'al kotkukoh, Leave the other bone on top of the guy's head. Right? You say the following. One, one by one, go down and get swallowed. Swallow and go down one by one. If you do that, that's not a problem with the If you do that, that one actually works and it's okay. What's the second one that's okay? If you have a fish bone in your throat, so you do the following. You say, You're stuck like a needle. You are locked like a shutter. Shaya, shaya, go down, go down. If you say that, he said those are also okay. So what's not okay? Let's see what's not okay. Turn the page to the Samach Zayin Amudbet. Says the Gemara, the following things are no good. Okay, these are darkei mori. Okay, says the Gemara as follows: Haomer Gadi Gad Gadi. The guy says, uh, "My horoscope, my horoscope, should show me good fortune." V'sanuk lo ashkachi mushki, and should never get my mazal should never get tired. Yes, we should take care of the money. That's the care of the He disagrees. He says, You think it's only the care of the money? is not Abu Dazara. The care of is just you're following the way that makes no sense. He says, But if you, if you actually say the word God, since God is the name of an idol, you might be guilty of much worse than just the care of That may be Abu Dazara straight. And that's a sort midoraita could be a regular Therefore, Rav Yehuda disagrees with Uchir Rahuna, and he says, You're quoting that as one of Tarkeim Muni ones? Ah, that's worse. Okay, Mark, you with me? Good. Okay, says the Gemara further. Who bishma, the bishmo. That's another thing they used to do. Yes, Rav Yehuda, the Kemuni. 
if sometimes people at night they instead of calling their wife by their own name, they would call the wife by their name. The wife would call the husband by the wife's name. So that was Dalkeemuri and that's Asur. Seems like people used to do that in order. Hold on. I don't know what they used to do that for. Okay, let's see. Dunu Dani, if a guy says, my wine should be strengthened, my barrel should be strengthened. Yes, that's Takemori. You want to get good wine, you say, my barrel should be strengthened. That's Takemori. Rehuda disagrees about this. Again, and Dan El Shalom of the Get Dan is also in the idol worship. Shemar, this is the Basuk. Those who swear by the Averot of Shomron and they say by your life of the God Dan. So therefore you see the word Dan is Abu and it's much worse than the Kamari also. The guy tells an Orev, a certain type of bird, he says, croak to a female Arov, Shriki, yell. And turn your tail to me so I should have good luck. Yes, that's not to do that. Please kill this 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 rooster because the rooster sounds like a or arov. Yes, If you think the rooster sounds too much like arov and you kill it because of that reason, that's That's a problem as well. You know, it's the Emory used to say that if you have a bird that acts funny, you have to kill it with bad luck. That's so for you to kill it, it's, it's bad luck. If a guy who's drinking doesn't want to drink too much wine because he wants to be, he's really cheap, he doesn't want to waste his money. So he says, while he's drinking, he says, I'm going to drink, I'm going to leave over, I'm going to drink, I'm going to leave over in order that he should have such an appetite. Yes, what the Emory, that's the Emory also. If you break eggshells against the wall in front of a baby chicken so the baby chicken doesn't die, that's that Kayamori also. If you take a, a pot and you stir the pot in front of the babies so they don't die, also. That's also that Kayamori. A woman who dances in front of the, the baby so they don't die. Or she counts. 71 birds. It seems like in order to stop the babies from dying, they would count birds. When you get to 71, that means they're not going to die. All those things, yes, also as well. Kutach, we said before, we had in Masechet is a interesting uh, food that's made up of spoiled milk and a few other things. So it seems like this was a delicacy in the olden days. And one of the ways to make sure that your kutach tastes, tastes delicious is by dancing in front of it. Or or a lady who, who tells her kids to be quiet while her lentils are cooking, so lentils come out good. She's making ades soup, and she tells the kids, quiet, quiet, I have ades soup on the, on the fire, I want it to come out good. A woman who yells in front of her, in front of her fool, she's got beans, and she's yelling in order that the, the beans come out good. Yes, that's all that can read. 
yelling and talking has no difference and no effect on these things. And if you yell, you're showing you believe in the Kayamuri. A woman who goes to the bathroom in front of her pot, in order, not in the pot, in front of the pot, in order that she cook faster, also But there are two things you're allowed to do to make it go faster. Either take a, 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 berry, a berry twig and put it in the pot. That causes it to go faster. Or take a piece of broken glass and put it in the pot, and it makes it go faster. That's not the camera because it really works. The rabbis don't let the broken glass, even though it does work, the rabbis don't let because sakana, you might swallow it. If you don't realize where the people used to put broken glass to make it go faster, but if you lose track of where the broken glass is, someone could, could possibly swallow it, and it's a big sakana, you could get a, a cut in your throat. You're allowed to put salt into a lamp in order for it to burn quicker. The reason why it burns quicker when you put salt in is because... Oh, you read this before. It seems like salt... I don't remember. Something else. Oh, yeah. Salt makes the oil thinner. And therefore, it goes quickly to the wick and it goes and, and, and it'll burn brighter. You put mother clay under the lamp so it goes slowly. That also is a real thing. It's not Okay. You're wasting oil if you do one of the following things. Either you cover an oil lamp. Covering an oil lamp makes it burn faster and waste oil. You uncover a, a, a lamp made of naft, neft. Neft, we said before, was the tar residue. These things burn very fast. And when they're uncovered, they all they end up evaporating. You lose it. If you do either of these things, that's what are you wasting your stuff for? You're wasting good oil, wasting good neft. Says the Gemara. Amra If a guy, when he's taking a drink, he makes a toast and he says, "Wine and life to the rabbis." And more from That's a beracha. That's not the kamuri. That's okay. Maaseh to be a kiva. Sorry to be a kiva. Shasam He made a party. Lebenot to his son. Al kol kotz because shevi amad. Chamra lechaya lefum rabbanan. Every time we took a drink. He said, wine and life to the rabbis, to the mouth of the rabbis. Life and wine to the mouth of the rabbis and the mouths of the students. So if Rabbi did it, it's obviously not the Kamuri, and therefore we know it's okay to do the things, inshallah. Wine and life to all of us, inshallah, as well. Amen. Amen. Inshallah, tomorrow, we're going to start with Perek Klan Gadol, which is going to be a lot of fun, inshallah. See you all later. Mark, it was Thank nice you. to have you on. Zakabaro. Take care. Thank you. Hey, Gary. Bye. 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 Thank you.